Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. People often hunt in the same area, maybe even the same tree stand, for years and even decades. And over time, they notice that the number of deer and the quality of deer begin to diminish. Why is this happening? Whose fault is it? On this episode, we're going to give answers and explore some things that most people never even look at. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about where have all the good deer spots gone? What has happened over the years? So many good spots, so many good areas. They, there were bucks all over the place. There were deer all over the place. And over the course of time, there's just fewer and fewer, and today they're just terrible places. Why is this happening? What's going on? This is not just a local thing. It's, it's a national issue. It's something that, that people are always looking at and thinking about and complaining about. But whose fault is it? Well, the first thing people tend to do is they blame the game commission. They blame other hunters. They blame somebody because they're not managing the deer. There's all these hunters are shooting everything that moves. The game commission's giving out too many tags. They're not regulating right. They're not enforcing. There's poachers. And some of these things might be true from time to time and place to place, depending on the unique situations and circumstances. But the game commission cannot be inept nationally in every single county, municipality, and game management unit, in every single country, there can't be poachers everywhere. There can't be too many deer tags that are getting used every season, everywhere, globally. This issue has to, there's got to be something else. And, you know, then people think, well, it's global warming. Well, there's actually more deer today in the woods than there were in the woods 50 years ago or that there were in the woods 100 years ago. So what's going on? Like, well, I've been hunting this place for 30 years and the deer are, they're just not there anymore. 
Okay. Well, here, here, let's break this down. There, here's what I think is the biggest thing. I don't just think. I'm, I'm pretty certain this is the biggest thing. And it never enters into people's minds. It never enters into people's thoughts. Here's what happens. You hunt an area. It's a great area for deer. It's excellent. Maybe, maybe it's great for other game too. Maybe it's great for turkey or whatever, whatever you hunt, whatever that is. Maybe that area is good for that. But I'm talking about for deer specifically. But this applies to all types of game. You know, it's great area for deer. Lots of deer. Lots of bucks. Mature bucks. It's a great area. Ten years, twenty years, thirty years from now. It's a lousy area. You know, what happened? Well, that's exactly what I would expect to happen. That is 100% what normally happens. It doesn't matter if there's any hunters. It doesn't matter if anyone shoots a deer. What happens is areas grow up. What do deer need? What do they need to survive? Deer need food. They need cover. They need bedding. They have to have these things. They have to have food. They have to have places to hide. They have to have secure areas to sleep. They, they've got to have these things. Where do you normally find these things? You find them at the edge between fields and woods. You find them in areas that have recently been burned or cut or have had you know swaths cut out of them. You find them in areas that used to be open that have overgrown. Well, what happens to all of these areas if they're untouched for 20 and 30 years? They grow up. They grow up. You went from thick brush and high stem count, lots of trees, lots of cover, to mature hardwoods. Now the forest floor is open. Now you've got really, you've got thick, high canopy that's drowning out sunlight. You've got very little foliage on the ground. You've got very little cover on the ground. You have very little daytime browse. You had fields that were once food, and now they are a forest. And none of that helps deer. That is just deer habitat essentially decaying over time. And the reason there's so many deer today more than there have been 50 years ago or 100 years ago or 200 years ago for that matter is because there's so much more edge there's so much more cover there's so much more deer habitat because there's so many more people people create deer habitat just by existing we cut down a bunch of woods and put in houses and then between the woods and the houses you've got brush and thick stuff and areas that are prime for deer and the deer go and they eat in people's yards at night and they go hide in the brush and, and they can lounge in the woods a little bit if they want to. But huge forests of open hardwoods is not great deer habitat. You will not hold as many deer per, per square mile in a huge, you know, ancient hardwood forest than as you would in a housing division. Because it's not, there's no cover, there's not much food. You've got, sure, you've got acorns for a couple weeks a year, but that's it. And then in the wintertime, when whatever cover was on the ground is dead, there's very little places for deer to hide. So what happens is people, they find a great deer spot. Maybe it's on their property. Maybe it's public land. 
And it's great because there's cover around, there's food around, there's habitat, there's bedding around. Well, over the course of decades, that grows up. It grows up, the cover's gone, the bedding's gone, the food's gone, everything that deer need is gone, and now we're blaming the Game Commission because we let our property grow up. It's, this is just the way that it works. And you have so many people complaining, well, there are no more deer in the woods. There's not. Well, it's because there's very few deer in, in these kind of areas that are just open woods and mature hardwoods and dense canopy. There's just, this is not a place that can hold deer. A lot of people like to hunt in those kind of places because they can see real far. Well, there's not a lot of deer there to see. So you're, you're, it, it's counterintuitive. You're better off being in a place you can't see further than 30 yards because that means there's cover and that means the deer can't see you more than 30 yards away. And you actually probably have a much better chance of there being deer there and you seeing one. But what happens is, is that habitat, if it's untouched, if it's, if it's not, you know, if no one's doing anything about it, it will grow up. And there will be a point where there's the sweet spot for a couple years or however long it is. But if nothing changes and things just grow, that, that'll, that sweet spot will get past its prime. And then little by little, deer will lose what attracted them to that area. Same thing with lots of different kinds of brush and game and pheasants and so on. So what do we do? Well, you can really do two things. One, you can look for other areas that, that are, have better deer habitat or you modify the habitat that you're on. Now you can't do a whole lot when if it's on public land, but you can petition the game commission. You can petition whoever owns the land, if maybe it's leased to the game commission, in order to do some basic wildlife habitat management principles. You know, you, you've you've got to go in there. You've got to you've got to create. You got to put openings in the canopy so sun can hit the ground. So you get regeneration. You get regrowth. You get cover. You've got to take down areas of trees. You don't have to take down a ten acre circle, but you could take down some some corridors you can take down some areas to create cover to create brush to create thick stuff the deer can hide in that they can eat that you know put food on the ground and, and you know woody shrub tips and daytime brows and other things briars and things the deer can eat you 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 don't have to plant food plots per se although people often for years they hunted by a food plot and then the food plot grew up and now they're blaming the game commission. Well, you know, there was a food plot there. There was a field there. There was a natural draw or a man-made draw. And then nobody kept that up. And now it's not the game commission's fault that you or your neighbor stopped mowing the field or stopped plan, planting food there. That's, this is not the way this thing works. But, you know, whether you plant food or not, you have to create habitat that the deer like. You have to create cover. You have to create food that's on the ground you know bushes and briars and shrubs and stuff that's thick things they can hide in things they can eat uh just ideal deer kind of habitat thick gross nasty stuff that nobody wants to walk through that's what causes deer to thrive in an area because it's safety it's security it helps them if you're if where you hunt and where you live 
used to have tons of deer and you just sit there every year going you know i guess there's just no more deer in the woods and over hunting and pressure and population stop that get out there with a chainsaw get out there with a shovel or a plow or something and make something happen take down some forest canopy get some cover in there plant some switchgrass give deer some place they can hide if you you know plant some clover clear a field plant some clover put something that grows on the ground that will attract them and then create some cover nearby get some put some trees on the ground you know trees on the ground create cover sideways in the short term then they allow sunlight in to create regrowth which is cover in the mid and long term you just need to open up some canopy you got to create some habitat uh, or refresh the habitat from time to time so that it stays in a place that's ideal for deer this doesn't all have to cost a bunch of money either i mean a chainsaw and some gas can do most of the job it can do most of the work you can plant clover you can plant stuff and, and you don't even necessarily have to go in and clear and plow the field you could weed whack it down or you could just go into places in the early spring where you can find bare dirt and just spread some seed you can you could put switchgrass in around an, an open area you know maybe you've got a field but deer don't want to be there because they're exposed you can plant some switchgrass which will grow you know five six feet in the first year end up being eight feet tall giving them great cover they feel secure and safe in there they can bed in there don't plant too much because deer don't eat grass contrary to popular belief deer do not eat grasses you know maybe the grass in your yard because it's short and, and thin and tender but in terms of full-size grasses that's not really a food source for them and often when you see deer in your yard eating your grass they're looking for the things in the grass other than the grass they're looking for clover they're looking for weeds and they're eating out of those and they might eat some of the grass if it's you know thin and tender but when it comes to like grass that grows three four feet tall that's just not a food source for them but you you can you can plant all kind of things that will be perennial things that can just help the area get started and really regrowth is the number one thing you want that's the number one way to take a deer area that used to be great and now is lousy you need to get sunshine sunshine on dirt sunshine on dirt will create cover it will create brush it will create you know the perfect deer habitat and not a whole lot of time you need more than five feet of it but these are the kind of things open up pockets in the woods get that canopy cleared out in some areas some places you might have to take out big chunks some places you might have to thin be mindful of the trees that you take down think about that you know if you have a big mature oak that's dropping acorns don't cut that one down cut down the trees that aren't doing nothing if you're going to do hinge cuts make sure you cut down trees that will actually grow when they're laying down while still half connected at the base not every tree will you know don't be cutting down apple trees cut down trees that that don't have food value or maybe you just have way too many hardwoods that produce mast and there's just no cover then be mindful of the ones that you do take down the ones that are maybe less mature take down the ones uh, in a group or in an area you know people think too much about acorns you know you have a couple weeks worth of acorns that's good but if there's nowhere to hide if there's no woody shrub tips if there's no daytime browse deer can't survive there they just can't 
So you have to be mindful of these things. So the good news, well, the bad news is that, yeah, every good deer spot will become a bad deer spot eventually if you do nothing. But the good news is you can take any bad deer spot and turn it back into a good deer spot with a little time and a chainsaw and a little bit of work. And if you want to put a little bit more into it, you can make it from a good spot to a great spot. And I've done lots of episodes in the past on habitat improvements and management just at the 101 level, at the basic level. And we'll do more in the future most likely, but you can check those out. But that's the answer to where have all the good deer spots gone? Well, every now and then some of them are gone because of too many hunters and because the game commission messed up and because people shot too many deer. But the majority of it, most of the time, it's just that the woods matured. It's just that the woods matured. Like I said, we have more deer in America today than they had here when Christopher Columbus landed. Way more deer. Because when it was just massive forest without cover, you held very few deer per square mile. And if you create good deer habitat, if you create brush and bedding areas and cover and food, you know, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> they will find it. They will end up there in time. No worries about it. They will find a way. They will live. They peep, deer are living next to people's houses and sleeping in next to rose bushes and subdivisions. You create cover that's better than that, they will be there. It might take a little while, but you will build a herd in that area as long as you're able to, to keep it from from maturing and becoming something that you know can no longer sustain deer. So head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Lots of other episodes on hunting, deer hunting, and management. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Would love to have a review from you guys. It really helps us get the show out to more people. The more iTunes reviews we get, the better. Most people who discover the show any other way than a Google search, they come through iTunes. And if we show up higher in the search results and we can get this stuff out to more people. So, you know, leave a review if you can. Head to the website. Send me a message, feedback, comment, email, anything. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if this podcast has been helping you. We'd love to hear your questions and your feedback. If something you think is lousy and can be improved, let me know. You know, happy to, to always try to improve and, and make things better. And would love to answer more questions and do more shows prompted by feedback. And you know, a lot of the episodes that we've done this fall came from questions that came in and comments that came in. And I love that because it, 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 it helps me to look out at, you know, what are people really dealing with where they are? Because they may not be the same things I'm always dealing with that year. So they're not top of mind for me, but they are going on in a lot of places. So till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods. <laughs>